Praise God. Open your Bibles to Ecclesiastes chapter 3 tonight. We're in our small group session here this evening. I want to remind everybody, uh, especially the men of our all men's prayer meeting next Tuesday night. And then Holy Ghost meeting Wednesday night with Pastor Mark, Janet Brzee, uh, Pastor Ray Jean Wilson, and also Pastor David Ellis. It's going to be awesome, guys. Don't miss it. Be there or be really square. So we're talking about uh, the law of sowing and reaping, sowing and reaping. Amen. Okay, so we looked at about, oh, I think five principles, four principles last week. We're going to look at part two. Number five is this. We understand and we need to realize that we will always reap in a different season that we sow in. And Ecclesiastes, I believe it's chapter three, verses one through five. Um, you'll notice all the various uh, things that it's a time for, it's a time for this, it's time for that. To every season, to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heavens. You see, so, yes, huh? Oh, children need to go. Go, children. <laughs> Praise the Lord. All right, a time to be born, a time to die, time to plant, a time to pluck up. That which is planted, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. There's a time for everything. This is what Ecclesiastic is pointing out to us a time for everything, a season for every activity under heaven. There is a time to plant and there is also a time to harvest. There is a time to scatter and there is a time to gather. Understand this, that when you sow, you sow in one season, but you don't reap in the same season most of the time. You reap in a different season. We know that oftentimes fruit will ripen gradually, does it not? Um, There is no comparison as far as I'm concerned than having the privilege and the joy of eating a vine-ripe tomato versus one that's at the grocery store and they plucked early just because they wanted to sell it. I mean, there's a big difference, is there not? And, And so... Uh, the harvest that you are believing for, the harvest that you are looking for, it comes, but it comes in over a process of time. And I don't think that we ever should have the idea, and, and I don't believe it's this way in this church, that God's, you know, kind of a, a slot machine. You know, you put a dollar in and you get a hundred back. Or that God's, you know, some kind of a genie, Right? Now, listen to this statement. I love this. While I'm waiting and while you are waiting for your harvest, many times it does not look like anything's happening. Can I get a witness? But you cannot afford to buy into that lie. That's exactly what the devil wants you to believe. That nothing is happening. But while you are waiting, God is working. While you are waiting, God is working. Say it with me. While I'm waiting, God is working. Oh, I love that. 
And, and so sometimes it's a slow process. There's, a, there's the germination of the seed. And that takes time. But oh, thank God, when it suddenly bursts up. And it's harvest time. It's not always instant. So the principle that we want to have you discuss a little while tonight is you will always reap in a different season than you sow. The next principle is this. You will always reap more than you sow. That's the law of multiplication. Okay? One kernel of, uh, of corn can turn into a corn stalk. And what does the corn stalk have on it? A corn stalk has multiple ears on it. And what do the ears have on it? Hundreds of kernels. And it all came from one little corn kernel. Think about that. In the parable of the soils, Jesus gives us an example. I want you to pull up, if you could, Mark chapter 4, 8. Notice this uh, with me. My Bible got wet for some reason. It's not a supernatural happening. I spilled water on it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Everybody doing good tonight? Amen. Giants won today. A's are going to win tonight. Yee-hoo! Mark 4, 8. Jesus is alive and well. He's on the throne, right? Praise God. Mark 4, 8. Now notice this. Let's read this together. Ready, read. And other fell on good ground and did yield fruit that sprang up and increased and brought forth some 30, some 60, and some a hundred. That's good news, isn't it? Think about that. So some seed, it'll fall on good soil. Make sure that the seed that you're sowing is good seed. Because this isn't only in the area of finances. The law of sowing and re- reaping works in, in many, many areas of our lives. So make sure that you sow good seed and on the good ground. Amen. And so this can work either for us or against us, depending on what kind of seeds we plant. Okay? Your whole life, your life is, is, has the potential to sow continuous seeds of graciousness, continuous seeds of kindness, continuous seeds of encouragement, continuous seeds of building up and being a blessing. What kind of harvest are you going to get off of that? You're going to get grace. You're going to get kindness. You're going to be so blessed. You'll be blessed coming in and blessed going out. You'll be the head, not the tail. You'll be, you'll be just exploding with the blessings of the Lord. Why? Because you're sowing the right kind of seeds. Now, we don't want to sow bad seeds. We don't want to sow gossip. You sow gossip, you reap gossip. You have a critical spirit, you reap people being critical of you. Amen. And so let's sow the right kind of seeds. Amen. I like this statement, and I think it's very important that we realize what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 44. Let's pull that up there tonight. Matthew 5, 44. You know, your flesh isn't saved, is it? Is some of your flesh saved? I know your hearts are saved. But if you can tell me how to get my flesh saved, 
I want, if you know something I don't know, I need to know it. No, your flesh is not saved. And, uh, you know, the flesh, you know, wants to retaliate. You spit on me, I'll spit on you. You talk about me, I'll talk about you. But that's exactly what the opposite of what Jesus said to do. Notice with me, let's read. But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Think about that. That's the God kind of love. Never attack back on your attackers. Never attack back on your attackers. That's exactly what the devil wants, is you to enter in to the realm of the flesh. We can sow the right kind of seeds. The next principle we want to look at is this, is I can increase now my harvest by planting more seed. First principle we looked at was, I will reap in a different season that I sow. Secondly, I'll always reap more than I sow. That's the law of multiplication. Thirdly, I can increase my harvest by planting more seed. That's the law of proportion. You will always reap in proportion to what you sow. Amen? It's true in every area of life. Look with me at 2 Corinthians chapter 9. And uh, let's notice in verse 6 and 7. In 2 Corinthians 9, verse 6 and 7, it says, But this I say, he which soweth sparingly, well, how's he going to reap? If you you sow stingily, amen, how are you going to reap? Stingily. We don't want to be stingy. We don't want to be cheap, right? We want to sow bountifully. As God enables us to, of course. And he which soweth bountifully, he's going to reap bountifully. I love that. Notice with me in the next verse. And let's read this one together. Every man, according as he purposes in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves, what kind of a giver? Notice he didn't say a tearful giver. He loves a cheerful giver. The Greek word there for that word cheerful is hilarious. He loves a hilarious giver. He is not looking for people that are begrudged in their giving or are giving just because there's a need. Anytime someone presents a need, make sure it's in your heart and it's part of your heart and part of your field to sow in. And need doesn't mean you should sow seed. That's pretty good preaching right there. Thank you, Jesus. And one thing for sure, you can't outgive God. You just can't do it. I double dog dare you to try. Has anybody in the house here tonight outgiven God? Not one hand went up. You cannot outgive God. Amen. The more you sow, the more you will reap. A, a seed that I sow is anything that I that I, I value. What what do I value? How many of you your, your time is important to you? Time is a very precious commodity. 
And when you, and when you, you sow your time and you, you, you sow your energy into someone to be a blessing to them, that's valuable. Your time is valuable. Your words are precious. Your energy is valuable. And listen, friend, when you sow your time and you sow your energy, you need to expect increased time. Some way, somehow, God will cause the time to increase in your life. I don't know how he does it, but he does it because he's God. And not only that, I don't care how old you're getting, he will give you more energy than you've ever thought possible. He will renew your youth just like the eagles. Amen. Say it with me. The joy of the Lord Lord. is my strength. And so, in order for it to be a a good seed, a pure seed, it's, it's something that you value. So I encourage all of you in your lives, not just with your money, to sow unselfishly. I want you to look at Proverbs 11 and verse 24 and the message, if we could pull that up tonight. You know, I'm thankful they do such a good job. You know, recently we haven't been giving them any scripture. At least I haven't. They've been following me real good. The reason why I'm kind of stopped giving them scripture is because I don't really know where I'm going when I get here. (laughs) I think I do, but... You know, you just got to, whatever. All right. So Proverbs eleven twenty four. the message. This is a great scripture. Let's look at this. All right, let's read together. The world of the generous gets larger and larger, but the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. What kind of world do you want? Hallelujah. Larger and larger, bigger and bigger. It's like Brenda family says. They always say, we're going to have a large time. I'm telling you, them Oklahomans, they know how to have a large time. They know how to have large barbecues, large parties. I mean, it's just the land of the large down there. In the area of fun. We're going to have a large time. What kind of time do you Well, we had a large time. Yeah. And that's the kind of world Jesus wants you to have. He's come to Hashakabasa. He's come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And so you can enjoy it to the full till it all overflows in abundance. Amen. Hallelujah. Large. So that's the kind of world that the generous live in. The world of the generous just gets larger and larger. I mean, people will just want to be around you. If you're, if you carry the anointing on you and the love of God flows through you and gracious words come out of your mouth, people just want to be around you. Did you know why? Because they're not used to that in the world. There's something different about you. There's something different about me. You know what it is? It's Jesus. It's Jesus. And Jesus is kind. And Jesus is loving. And Jesus is a lifter of people. Amen? So let's lift him up in our lives and be blessings in the world in which we live. And so in Proverbs 11, 24, the world of the generous gets larger and larger. But the world of the stingy, what does it do? Well, it just gets smaller and smaller. I I don't like anything small and tight, do you? I mean, I notice sometimes my pants get tight. You know... I think that might be a message for me somewhere. I think I've been sowing too much here, you know. 
But I don't like things that are tight. I don't like small things. Do you? I like, I like large things. God's that way. The next thing that I want to say to you is this, is that the time to start planting is right now. Don't wait for a better time. Don't be deceived waiting for a better time. The sooner, the better. A lot of people say, well, you know, when I retire, then I'll be able to sow some serious seed. When, when this happens, when the kids leave, and I'll, you know, come on. That's just a bunch of malarkey. It's a bunch of baloney. It's a bunch of, uh, it's not true. <laughs> Amen. One of these days means none of these days. One of these days is none of these days. In Ecclesiastes 11.4, and let's, let's look at that one. Ecclesiastes 11.4. Do you like Scripture? Yes. I love Scripture. Yes. Ecclesiastes 11.4, it says, Now he that observes the wind, he will not sow. And he that regards the clouds, what will he not do? Okay, so the wind could be circumstances. The wind could be the market. The wind could be some difficult situations that you might be going through. When you're going through a tough time, is not the time to stop sowing. Really, it is not. He says, but he that observes the wind or considers the, the circumstances shall not sow. But he that regards, and he that regards the clouds shall not uh, reap. Okay? And then let's look over at 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 10. Say to me, the more I give, the more I'm going to get back. Say it again, the more I give, the more I'm going to get back. Now, I don't give to get, but it is a law of sowing and reaping. It's an inevitable law in God's word. The more you give, the more you sow, the more you'll reap. And what kind of seed you sow will be the kind of harvest you will have. Okay? Now, in 2 Corinthians 9.10, it says, Now, he that ministers seed to the sower. Somebody says, well, I don't have any seed to sow. Well, God will give it to you. He that ministers seed to the sower both ministers bread for your food. And notice this, and he will multiply your seed sown, and he will increase the fruits of what? He will multiply what? He will multiply the seed that you sow. He'll multiply it. So the question would be, for you and for me, and of course this is between you and the Lord, is what kind of seeds are you planting? Are you planting seeds of faith or seeds of doubt? Are you planting seeds of joy or are you just a real bummer to be around? Are you planting seeds of romance and affection toward your mate? Or are you planting seeds of argument and discord and being critical? You see, words are like seeds. And so we must choose our words very wisely. Amen? And then lastly, and, and, and I think it's important to say this as well. Every one of us should be sharing our faith. We should be sharing our faith. We should be sowing seed with the people around us. Amen? Because it's a big harvest out there. And then lastly, and, and this is really, really important that we remember this. 
to reap the harvest now, I must be patient and not quit. I must be patient and not give up. Cast not away your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience, that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. We are not of them that draw back. But we are then are of them that keep moving, glory to God, right to the salvation of the soul. Without faith, without trust, it is impossible to please God. He that comes to God must believe that he is, and he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. You have need of patience. The Bible says that you be not slothful, but through faith and patience, you and I will inherit the promises. That is so important. Now turn to Mark chapter 4, verses 26 to 28. Let's look at that. To reap the harvest, I must be patient and not give up, not quit. Don't be a quitter. Lester Sumrall was asked one of the major keys to the success of his ministry. Now, Lester had great success. He left earth when he was in his 80s. But he had about 50, 60 years of ministry. That's pretty good, don't you think? And he was around a group of ministers one time, and they asked, you know, Lester, what's one of the major keys to your success? And he says, I just didn't quit. I just didn't quit. I think too many Christians quit too soon. Things get a little tough, and they quit too soon. Things don't go just the way they want it to go in a church, and they quit too soon. They go to another church, and then in another two years, they quit that church. We're not quitters. We're winners. Winners are never quitters. Is that right? Now in Mark chapter 4, he said, So is the kingdom of God as if a man should cast seed into the ground. Cast seed into the ground. Verse 27. And should sleep and rise night and day. That denotes time and the process. And the seed should spring and grow up. He doesn't know how. You know, the good thing is you don't have to know how. You don't have to know who. You don't have to know when. You just have to know that God is working. He is working. He is working. And if you have to see what he's going to do ahead of time, they wouldn't require any faith in your part. Next verse. For the earth brings forth fruit of herself, first the blade, then the ear, after that the full corn in the air. Then what does he do? Then he putteth in the sickle, glory to God, because the harvest is come. Now let's look at Galatians chapter 6 verse 9. We're moving along real good, aren't we? Remember this now, to reap the harvest, I must be patient and not give up. I can't tell you how many opportunities Brenda and I have had to quit. Pastor Tom, Pastor Nancy. We can't tell you how many times we've had the opportunities to quit. Having the opportunity to quit just comes with the territory. Smart people don't. Smart people keep on keeping it on. Amen? And you're full of wisdom. And you're smart. Amen. Don't quit on your babies. Don't quit on your relatives. I mean, all hell may have broke loose on the right and the left and your relatives. Don't you quit. Just trust God. Keep sowing the right seed. Harvest time is coming. Oh, glory to God. I think we need to thank God for that. Don't give up. Don't give up on your dreams. Don't give up on your babies. Don't give up on your job. Don't give up on your ministry. God's got great things in store for all of us. Amen? All right. Now notice, in Galatians 6, 9, there's a blessing here, if we'll not faint. 
He said, let us not be weary in well-doing. And this is where you need to keep your spirit man charged up with the word and with prayer. Don't be weary in well-doing, doing, for in due season, we will reap. Say it with me. I will reap. Say it again real strong. I will reap. And then the condition is this, if we faint not. And so you're in control whether you're going to faint or not faint. As for me and my house, we're not fainting. How about your house? Yeah, yeah, just say it real strong, man. I'm not going to faint either. Glory to God. Now in closing this, look at Psalm 126 verses 5 and 6. In the message translation. Hallelujah. Psalm 126 verse 5 and 6. They that sow in tears are going to do what? They're going to reap in joy. Notice verse 6. He that go forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again, rejoicing, bringing the sheaves with him. I think one translation says they shall shout hooray at the harvest. But now I want you to notice that the first part of this verse denotes that there was some tears. Okay. I want to say this to some of you tonight that I believe is really important. If you've experienced loss, if you're experiencing lack and you've experienced great need in your life. In an area of your life, perhaps you've lost your job or, or maybe you've even lost your retirement in the market. Maybe you, some of you have, have, have really had a battle with your health, your soul, with your mind. I want to tell you this. The temporary mourning is okay. Temporary mourning is okay. I mean, we all feel the hurt. We all feel the sting. When, when, when the, 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 the life gets difficult, life gets tough. It's okay. Temporarily. But the good news is this. There's a difference between mourning and moaning. See, mourning might just endure for a night. But hey, come on. Joy comes in the morning. But if you're moaning at night, it's a good indication you'll be moaning in the morning. Amen? Oh, hallelujah. Let's stand up and thank Him for His Word tonight. Glory to God. Father, we thank you tonight. Joy is coming in the morning. We're shouting hoorays at the harvest even now. We see people coming in from the north, south, east, and west. We see lives being changed, bodies being healed. We see our financial picture getting brighter and brighter individually and as a church, Lord. We give you glory. We thank you that seeds of revival have been planted and prayed for years. We say tonight that revival is here. Harvest time is now. And we rejoice in the Lord our God. Come on, somebody shout with me tonight. I mean shout. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.